0: Is getting into cybersecurity. With your hello, host, hello everyone. Io My name is Ayo Ojo, host of Getting Into Cybersecurity. Today we have a special guest, Taz. He's a senior consultant at a big four firm, and he's agreed to speak with us today uh, about many things regarding security. Taz, thank you so much for joining today. I appreciate it.
1: How's it going? I'm good. Thanks, Ayo for inviting me. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So I guess before move, moving forward, I guess, would you like to kind of tell everybody about, um, you know, who you are, your background and uh, I guess how you got into security. All
1: right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive through it. Like uh, I'm, I'm Tass. I'll go by task manager uh, on social media, Twitter. Uh, and yeah, like right now I'm working as a senior consultant for one of the big four firm. Uh, so uh, the service that we're offering, it's a managed detection and response. So to, to think about it, it's just like security or presence center, but like the next level of it. So we do, you know, like detecting threats all the way to responding to threats, uh, mitigating the, all the, you know, like attacker actions in the, you know, like a uh, client environment. Uh, yeah, before that, I was at, uh, you know, a telco company uh, doing threat hunting uh so it's pretty much the you know like uh get uh, trying to attack the company first uh and then while we are doing that we also try to build detection on those attacks that we are uh we have you know like completed so in a sense it's proactive uh, definitely proactive uh approach of cyber security uh yeah and then before that i am graduated from Sheridan college uh from the information system security program uh, which is, I would say, like three four years back. So, but yeah, uh, outside of, you know, like professional work, I, I do enjoy, like, uh, contributing to the community. Like, I, I spoke to, in the, like, different conferences, science, uh, you know, like DEFCON, uh, some other stuff also. And I like being, you know, just involved with people. For example, like this one, just, uh, I think I like the concept of what are you doing here. It's just to help people getting into cybersecurity. So yeah, like it's definitely aligned with what I'm thinking. So that's why I'm here. I think that's all for me.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Thanks a lot to us. And, you know, I'll be sure to link, um, you know, your Twitter handle as well as LinkedIn below in the, the show notes. Yeah. Um, I've seen you've been very active and it's, it's very happy it makes me very happy because, um, you know, you re- you, re- you reached out to me, um, as soon as you saw that I was making this podcast and you, and you you shared that of, uh, you know, you'd love to come on as a guest. And I really appreciate that. And um, I'm happy to finally make that happen. So uh, I, I guess an idea came to mind. And, you know, we both come from the same program yeah. Uh, at Sheridan. And so, uh, you know, we, we kind of know what we, we've been through to get mm-hmm. that degree. yeah. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of people may not have gone that route like our our program is very exclusive and and, and a lot of people a lot of companies you know select pick from it has a great reputation um how do you feel like that program has prepared us as opposed to like uh say a computer science program or or somebody that 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 really didn't take the program because i really feel it's it's almost like a halo effect that program at sheridan Uh, with the, with the jobs that I see everyone's gotten and not everybody can, can, most people may not have, uh, you know, gone through a similar program. So I guess, can you kind of explain like that education track, uh, and how, how it helped you?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, interestingly enough, like I knew a program from someone, uh, like who went to the program. So technically they say like, oh, this is a great program. You're gonna get, you know, like a good job at the end, like great money, which is turns out to be true, which is uh, thankfully right. Uh, but yeah, I definitely agree with uh, what you see, like it's like the Halloween effect <laughs> when, when 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 people coming out from the program, like to be fair, like the program is hard. Like I and I, I, I almost fail you know like some courses I saw people failing, people drop out. I think if I'm not mistaken, was the between the first year to the second year, like almost fifty percent of people is gonna drop out from the program, yeah. uh, which is exactly what I saw during my year. So I think the difference between this program, it's uh, I think the the main thing is it's 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 covering the the basics pretty good, while also focusing on the cybersecurity sides. So like the first two years, I would say it's it's a great approach you want to learn like networking databases like the programming even like math logic you know like those are really great if you want to do for example encryption if you want to do you know like uh, some other stuff like forensic you need to understand like how, how operating system works right so that's that's why we learn like different kind of stuff on the first two years uh, and then after you understand that you jump into you know like the, the core cyber security, like how do you detect an attack? Like how do you detect like wireless security stuff? How do you do penetration testing? Like you know like all the buffer overflow. I mean like it's it's nothing fancy as you see in the job, but it's if as an intern or like as a fresh grad you have those information, it's really good for you to have, and then you can just learn fast. It's it's just it's just like uh, I would say computer science plus information security science so not really not really everything in there but it's good enough for you to understand the concept uh-huh. and then and then when you see it on the job oh i remember this so let me do this let me do that so those understanding is i think the main difference between this for example with some other program and i think being uh being taught in a college like certain college right it's more hands-on we get labs we get uh you know like Multiple people helping us uh, with some network devices with computers, so and, and not to mention also the teachers, uh, the, the professor, I think they are really capable of doing this like, really great people in their community. Also, I think you're part of it, uh, like the ISS session, it's really big, uh, yeah. even like uniting like the cyber security program around GTA area by doing the CTF, which is really great. So, I think that's there's like many many parts uh you know like uh contributing to this um you know that halo effect which is yeah i think i think more people should do it like more schools should uh take some example from it i personally say
0: yeah yeah i i definitely agree and you know i I, after leaving the program it's uh it's it's it is a kind of that halo effect right things are a bit easier um you know in, in getting into you know some of these larger companies but um you know i i I know i'm sure you get a lot of questions on you know someone who wants to get into the field like do you recommend because because i know exactly what you mean by how rigorous this program was like not it's very hard and um you know when someone comes to you and asks like how do i get into security like do you go ahead and just like recommend the program or um are there other routes that you think could be as effective? I, I don't really believe so. I think this, this program is an all-in-one package, but um, what do you kind of t- tell someone that asks, hey, how do I get into cybersecurity uh, from your perspective?
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, like the program is great, but one thing uh, that I saw from like, most of the security people is they, they literally give 110% in, uh, not one fit, both fit right away uh that's that's why like those people who you know like who didn't drop out on the second year between the first year or second year most of them make it to the end uh because you know i think they, they just kind of commit. so i think that's one thing that you need to have first to be committed that you want to do cyber security uh you know i mean like the money is lucrative but it's also hard uh, responsibility right like if you are for example penetration testing you're you're testing against something uh those systems are alive so those systems are being used by customer if you messed up like it's on you so being committed means you're ready to accept those uh you know like uh, all the negative stuff from this job but i think uh there's i think it for the ways like school is great but there are more practical where there's some things like certifications you can do uh, some people even do like combination certifications they get some you know like a diplomas in computer science or some in some other like technology related and then they take certification and then they do like a bunch of labs and then they get hired that works for someone uh there, there's multiple people that i know like they they're from coming from developers or like some other technology like sysadmin, admin and they're like oh it's just good it's interesting and then they learn more about it they take courses again certification maybe they take classes so i think Definitely, our uh, the school it's not the only way, in. But uh, I think uh, it, it 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 would be better if you take some uh, sort of you know like formal learning, like sit down certification, just to get the concept in. And then on top of that, these days you get labs everywhere, free. You want to pay for sure. You want to pay like cheap. You want to pay like thousands of dollars. You have it. Same thing with certification, same thing with training. So uh, I would say, yeah, uh, there's definitely you need the, you know, like uh, learning the concept first. And then on top of that, you do your own, you know, like hands on, you build your lab, you, you you sign up for the, you know, like, uh, for example, Hack the box, uh, like uh, defenders, uh, cyber defenders challenges, things like that. So combination of understanding the concept of what you're doing in the computer itself plus uh you know like being actively working on your hands uh and then yeah and then on top of that when you're when you're at work you're definitely going to learn all the time based on my experience uh there, there, it's a non-stop learning so yeah so I, again back to the first point like 100 percent, 110 into the, in the into the program to the field uh, you need to give it first
0: Yeah, Tess, I definitely agree. This is not a field you can put one foot in and one foot out. Um, I made a post the other day uh, about, like, cybersecurity being a lifestyle. And, you know, one of the points I put is that, you know, there's there's a healthy amount of sacrifice that one might have to make to get into this field because there's so much to learn. Mm -hmm. And despite it being a field that is, uh, you know, lucrative, um, you know, the, the, the bar is not, it's quite high from what I've seen. Um, you know, there's gatekeepers uh, into the industry, but, but once you're in, you're in. And, um, you know, one question I want to ask you is, you know, what are some of the, because I, I know you get some questions. I know people reach out to you. Um, you know, what are some of the common mistakes you see from aspiring cybersecurity professionals? Just things that you feel they should keep an eye out for. When trying to get a job, when preparing to get a job, I went looking for work.
1: Uh, okay, for when looking for work, uh, I think uh, one thing that I saw commonly it's uh, they they don't they don't understand the what is the job is about, you know, like so so you know so they they, sit, they, they, sh- they should everyone should read the job description, right? And then from there, uh, from there you you will get a picture what the job's gonna be. But uh, it's kind of mix of like how the hiring, uh, you know, like uh, operation, the hiring mechanism these days are pretty. Uh, it's not helping. Just, just put it that way. So, for example, like some job description is just way to you know like to bias. It's just way to you know, it's not narrow enough to help the people understand what's going on with the job. So they yeah. they, they, they prepare for the, either they prepare like really shallow or they prepare for the wrong stuff. Uh, so so that's, unfortunately, it's kind of a combination of some people not understanding it, like the, the people applying for the job. And on the other side, it's just the hiring process that is not, uh, not the best. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I think... Uh, of course, some some people take it easy, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's back to one hundred ten percent. Like you, you need to know the role, uh, and then from there, you need to you know like uh, prepare for it. And it is a hard you know it is a hard uh, field, right? Like in terms of like uh, difficulty of like learning uh, the the what do you call it like the technicality of it. So it's definitely preparation even even for me when i'm you know, applying for jobs and interviewing like i i go back to materials that i learned in you know like in the university because come on like we are human like we are not like database that can store something for like years and years and years sometimes you forget sometimes you just need to just open the you know like the notes again I'm like, oh yeah i remember this um simple simple mistake is that uh and from, from what I see, I think one common thing is uh, also it's, it's related to the first point that I make, which is the job description, understanding the job description is how you tailor your resume. Like pretty much when I do, if I want to get something, I uh, like a job, pretty much my resume will mimic the job description itself. I will have keywords everywhere that they want which of course first thing first like don't lie about it <laughs> if you don't have it don't put it in yeah. for sure that's that's the best thing you can do never lie about it that's that's one thing when i'm interviewing people if they know about it if they don't know about it i'm fine with it if they lied about it like nah i'm, I'm not hiring this guy mm-hmm. if you lie about small thing like this <laughs> I, I don't know what else you gonna <laughs> lie about in the future yeah. if we hire him right or, or her so so yeah so try to tailor the resume to mimic what is the dog description don't just send out you know like uh just like a blind like a you know spray and pray kind of stuff uh, you can send it like that but still i uh, have like some uh try to tailor it a little bit i know like sometimes you're like sending 50 resumes out in once uh, it could be tiring uh, i've been there uh but yeah, try to, you know, like maybe this is the the, the blue team side, like SOC analyst, maybe this is junior penetration tester, maybe this is more like GRC, so you kind of tailor it that way. Because, for example, uh, in our school, like we, we learned everything from risk assessment to malware analysis. So resume is like one page, two page maximum. There's no way you can put everything in it. But if you can sell the, the key point, to the hiring company, uh, that's, that's how you win, uh, in terms of like interviewing, uh, at least getting the interview. And then from that, again, that that's back to the preparation practice, uh, arrest, you need enough rest before doing anything, um, before doing, you know, interview for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that those are some aspects that is some common mistakes, uh, some, some ways to fix it too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree, has Um, you know, I see posts uh, sometimes on online about, you know, someone applying to like a hundred plus jobs and, and not getting anything back. And in in my mind it's like it's not the employer's fault. Um, you know, you you, you are a product, uh, so to speak, you know, in this sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you know, there's a market that decides what they what they want. Yeah. And um, you know, applying to hundreds of jobs, just 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 blind applying, it, it's it's not a good strategy because um, you don't learn anything. You just look at look at a job, and it, it'll say there'll be ten jobs that say security consultant, but they all do different things.
1: Yeah.
0: And they'll send the same resume out um, for those ten jobs. And you know, I really think when when I was applying personally, uh, I applied to like five jobs a week. Mm-hmm. And I'd have like a playbook. This is a cybersecurity term. I'd have a playbook for each job. Uh, I would reach out to like five people that have the same role on LinkedIn. I'd ask them about it. I'll make it a point to talk to one person about this role and, and get acclimated. And that's kind of how I got into my current company was networking. And I knew almost I knew like a few members of my team going into the job. So it was a smooth transition socially, you know, with knowing people. Um, so that's one thing, that's one thing that, um, you know, could be, could be very helpful, um, for, for aspiring applicants is just to make sure that they, you know, look at the job that they're applying to and, and tailor it to it. Um, Yeah, I guess another question too is uh, I know we talked about this before, but um, internal security versus external cybersecurity jobs. So I guess this would be like internal being that you're working for a company and you're focusing on um, you know the internal security of the company, and external being more so like consulting. Um, Can you speak to that difference? Because I believe that many people in cybersecurity that are trying to get into the field don't understand the difference and knowing would allow them to make a better choice of whether they want to work at a big four which a lot of people say they want to do but may not understand what it entails versus starting off at you know uh, a company that that focuses on more so their own security uh, posture
1: yeah um so yeah so i'm just going to explain a little bit like uh my experience in internal security so uh, what we were doing, we were sitting in the top in the in the telco, and uh, we are pretty much the owner of uh, the same like security, uh, you know, like uh, event management uh, tools, and where we collect all the logs. So, uh, which is kind of similar to what we are doing, what I'm doing now at uh, my current company, but it's not only one company, it's multiple companies. So, the, the benefit of uh for example working inside is that you get a chance to understand your you know like your network your system your uh, architecture better uh you can actually talk to people that build those stuff like directly uh, you're talking about for example you're trying to protect uh, an application right uh web application like for example a website like for 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 sure. Uh, for user to log in uh, and then for for you to understand the application in the internal you know like security uh, setting you can talk to the architect of that application you can talk to their engineers and then you can have that conversation uh, and then from there you get more understanding better uh, so it's like more like deeper understanding on different tools uh, <clears throat> Uh, and of course you you have you have the voice uh to where the company is going like in terms of security investment uh in terms of like hiring of the you know like talents etc uh so you can drive the company well maybe not like 100 driving it but maybe like you can influence it a little bit uh where it's going and and yeah i think i think the the main thing about the internal security it's like your focus uh it depends on the team that you're at like uh what style of their you know like uh like their improvement of security it depends on the team it could you you can see one team is doing really well in in an organization while the other team is just you know they're they're doing something else that is not so great so that that's also like the downside sometimes you you cannot really uh you have like uh, okay like lesser influence but you know like it's kind of contradict to what i said before but if you get it like it's uh it depends on the team also like within the inside so it's not really under you're not really like the whole organization security sometimes. Sometimes there are multiple teams, sometimes there are multiple like layer of like security organizations. So that that might be something challenging for you. Uh in term uh of the you know like consulting like MSSP or you know like uh you know contractor kind of stuff like working with different clients uh the first challenge I will say it's 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 you know, it's multiple environments, so you need to adapt in different environment faster. You need to know like how this, uh, how are the users in company A working, like how are the users in the other companies, right? So on and the other clients, sorry, I mean. Uh, so sometimes uh, it is is a bless a blessing in guys I would say, uh, because you are learning there to be adaptable, which is one of the. I would say one of the most precious skills to have in this field. So, so for example, understanding that uh, like users in company A, it's working from, you know, for example, United States, but uh, user in company B are most of them working from Russia. So, you know that not all, for example, not all connection from Russia is bad because, you know, that those are the people where they live is in russia so that's 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 where the connection came from so so you have you have better you know like for you 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 open your mind pretty much to any possibilities and it, it's good but also if you it's also bringing you more challenges like so how do we differentiate if you know like uh russian attackers attacking the united states but not the russia so there, that's more you'll have more debate in, in inside uh your organization which is like the mssp right uh and the the beautiful things about mssp it's you, you get to play with different technologies because it's different environments so you might play with for example in terms of like cloud you might have aws in one place you got, you know, like Microsoft uh, Azure in one place. Sometimes uh, even if you go to Asia, you get like Alibaba Cloud, like what what are those? Like if you're working, for example, in Canada, like, okay, yeah, Azure, AWS, GCP, but like Alibaba Cloud, what are those? But sometimes you might have a chance to do it, uh, to play with it if you're working MSSP and you get clients in maybe in China, maybe in, you know, like Philippines or some other countries, right? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's the, the playing field is bigger, but it is also harder to differentiate uh and then to understand the the like the norms of the people the the behaviors of the users so it's it's both of them are challenging on its own uh i think it's i think the core it's like understanding the people uh, on the you know like on the internal side understanding the different teams understanding that i would say under a code like politics of it uh and meanwhile on the mssp like it's it's a customer you always have to respect them uh no matter you know like they have different level of understanding of security that's why they hire you because you have uh in general higher understanding of security and of course you need to understand the different kind of users different kind of environment that the, uh, that the customers have so yeah
0: yeah excellent excellent points taz and I guess I'd like to add and follow up on that uh, MSSPs. It's a um, it's a whole different world, especially with the twenty four seven environment. Especially when you're dealing with clients from many different geographical regions, and it really pushes your your skill set to a, a different level. Because, like you like you mentioned, Taz, like we're dealing with different environments, different technologies, but also we're, we're dealing with our internal team uh so that might be you know business development managers customer success managers account managers project managers other consultants uh we're dealing with uh, you know client teams um so many of them and, and if you work for a big company you'll be working for some you you'll be working with uh, a lot of big names so it's almost like you're part of their their company too um and you'll be working with uh you know, their teams, their their senior security managers, et cetera. And then on the other side too, say some of the systems goes down and you need vendor support, you'll be working with um, you know, let's say you're working you'll be working with Splunk support or or logarithm support or um, you know Q support to fix the issue. So a lot of communication, I think a lot more communication goes on in MSSPs yeah. for that reason. And um, it, it's it's an incredible skill set to have. And I, I think it will allow newcomers to push their limits. It'll be very uncomfortable at first. Um, There'll be a lot to handle, but I, I think it's an invaluable place to learn early on, uh, you know, in, in one's career to get some experience. And uh, regarding internal, you know, it, 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 again, it's a lot slower paced, not saying that it's not as fast as MSSPs, but, um, you know, you're, you're working with one company. Um, you learn, you know you learn a lot about the business that you're working in, which is great. Um, that's one thing you kind of miss out on and with MSSPs is that you you you're kind of a jack of all trades. But someone working in let's say, uh, for example, you telecom, or um, you know, let's say someone's working in uh, industrial components or pharmaceuticals, their knowledge of security through that lens will be so valuable to that industry because they know you know how the users work um what type of software and what type of data that company's holding um so that's one thing i feel that especially you know me working in an mssp personally i feel that that i miss out on is the in-depth business uh aspect of of the clients um because we're just not having those discussions we don't see the the five-year plans or the three-year plans um you know it's really just that one thing so um yeah, another question too that I that I wrote down is um, you know, what's the most interesting part for you and most rewarding part about working um in cybersecurity and in your current role?
1: Uh at my current role? Uh so yeah, so the MDR it's like, you know, like it's protecting the client, like twenty four seven settings. Um and, you know, like these clients are, you know, like the big players in the industry. Uh, so they are being targeted, you know, like all the time. So I think that is kind of fun because uh, I personally say that it's kind of fun because, you know, yeah, you learn on the school, like, oh, this is how you detect this attack, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes you're just like, okay, like, sure. Will will, will it will it be ever happen? You know like uh but but you know like as when i join mssp uh it is just i would say that, that that happened a lot like all the time like you see attackers like you know like even all the way to the advanced persistent threat levels like nation state kind of stuff you know like attacking your clients and they are like oh my god this is like this is just the same with the news that we saw in the news and like okay so this is what they're doing blah 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 so we you know like we eradicate them from the environment and then yeah it's like something interesting to look back on oh yeah i I deal with them so that's kind of like rewarding you know like it's like uh what do you call it like the for example red teamers pentester when they get the domain admin they have like that joy so i think this is kind of like the joy that i feel from the defensive side uh well of course if we block them. <laughs> <If> not, that's <laughs> it's it's completely different story. Like I don't want to go there. It's it's not happy stuff. Um but yeah I think that's the, the most rewarding part of this job. And then as I mentioned earlier, like uh the the most interesting part of this just it's you never stop learning. Uh like back in the telcos uh, like I learned a lot of stuff. I learn about you know like how like the detection working on the in the You know, like uh, telecommunication appliances, like five Gs network, etc. And then I I, I'll move a little bit on like how how they do payment, they do processing of data for their like like uh, you know subscription base for the you know like mobile users. And then move to the you know like MSSP like some IOTs. There's some new technologies, of course. Even like if you're talking about SIM, if you're talking about EDR like one edr it's not the same with different edr so you have to learn there also but once you learn it will stuck in your head and then once you have it when you see another edr you look like okay it's kind of similar the mechanism it's kind of similar so uh it, it is a learning but not not 100 percent like you know like new learning so you have some level of knowledge that you can use which is which is, i find it really interesting and pr- probably last point is uh the community i love the community of uh, information security uh locally in toronto it's great uh internationally like i've i've collaborated with different people from you know, like as far as brazil like uh i i even i even still active in community where i'm from indonesia i left like eight years ago as a teenagers. i never really do anything back there cyber skill related and effort work there but one of them reached out out to me and then like hey we got this nice community back there maybe sometimes you want to you know check it out and i check it out i i do podcasts also with them i I give some presentation and it is just amazing the amount of people who's knowledgeable the amount of people who want to learn the amount of people who want to teach other people you know like learning the skills it's it's just everywhere and sometimes it feels like it's really small you know like i think i think you should be familiar like how small it is especially in toronto like mm-hmm. you know this person oh yeah i know this person and <laughs> back then in the bank blah 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 so it's it's just like it feels like you know like a nice you know like small circle uh yeah where, where you can you know like rely on each other and you know like share some information when needed yeah
0: yeah great great answer, Taz. And- um, you know, to your points on, you know, endpoint detection and response. It, it's, uh, it's competitive. Um, it's competitive against, you know, the good guys and the bad guys. There's a competition to protect and, and exploit and, you know, being um, kind of finding it fun, you know, respectfully of course, but, you know, being excited about it and wanting to win. Um, it is definitely a great attitude to have in the field that can take someone very far. Yeah. Um and also to your point about the the industry. Uh, yeah, it's such a small community at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, it's hard to see it when you're learning and you're trying to get in, but once Mm -hmm. you do, and you start talking to a few people, I mean, it's really small, you know, you have, you have those that, that have a great breadth of knowledge. You have, you know, those that with intermediate, sorry, intermediate experience, um, you know, able to provide value already, um, with a few of experience. So, um, it really goes a long way to get to know people and and talk with people. And that's something I don't think people really understand is that this is not really a job. It's not really something you just kind of go in and, and, you know, leave and go back to your life. It's kind of a lifestyle, you know, on the side, you might, you know, talk to people, um, because it's needed. It's one of those industries that, we need all the help we can get from everybody, whether it's moral support, you know, who knows what any one of us can go through at any given time, mm. uh, given the nature of our jobs. But that support system is really important. And I, I love how much it's grown, With how much, uh, you know, someone that's new can can be embraced um, by entering these communities. So it's, it's amazing that you say that. Um, you know, it's, it's really great that you say that. And it's something I've I've seen too, just starting out and, and trying to talk to people on LinkedIn is that um, you know, being open and and being uh of use, even outside of your job function, is uh I don't want to call it necessary, but it, it goes a long way. Yeah. It goes a very long way. Um, you know, someone like you, you you know, you go on podcasts and you're very you're very active as much as you can be on top of what you do for work. And um, you know, it just speaks to the the importance of networking and being part of the community. So I'm really glad you
1: brought that up. Yeah, like I, I wanna add something, like it's uh I really like the point that you mentioned about the how easy is it as a as a beginner, as so a newbie coming in into this field to be introduced to the community. Like I just wanna give some, you know, like I'll say example and I'll also like shout out um to my team leader back at the uh, you know like the telco industry that I'm in, like uh, Matthew Solnier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he pretty much introduced me to this world of like infosec communities. Like he told me, like, hey, why don't you, you know, like start presenting stuff that we are doing here. Like I'll take care of, you know, the logistic with the HR, with the legal, et cetera. And then yeah, he, he kept pushing me. Uh and then I, I get out uh i i do that i presented my first one that was amazing people you know like people are really great and then from there yeah let's let's you know like these are the people you want to talk to like these are the people you want to talk about you know like with those detection research etc this is the people you want to talk about right aiming uh and then you know like those names that you see like on the news and then like uh those names are like in a, it's it's just getting closer to you like uh, From, for example, like from you know different companies like SpecterOps, like and like those names no longer just names in the news. It's just oh yeah, I know this my 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 friend know this guy like uh, they they work together blah blah blah. So it's 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 as small as that and as easy as that. Uh, It just takes one person to bring one you know like new person uh, and then they get exposed and then from there this one person can help other people which is in, in this case probably like me myself i try to help other people get in the field get the same exposure like learning uh yeah because learning curve it's a little bit hard but of course uh yeah we'll try to help each other uh but yeah it's just a community it's small and really embracing i would say excellent yes
0: i, I totally agree taz and you know really do appreciate your comments and I um, you know, my last question um, for you is, mm-hmm. you know, what's the biggest challenge that you believe, you know, aspiring cybersecurity professionals are facing right now?
1: Uh, the biggest challenge. Uh, I think it's, I think I will say it's an organization. The, the first thing that I saw, like uh, just some example recently, uh, it is, uh, a small community. It is a big field. Uh, you know, like you've you seen, we you probably seen in the news everywhere. There's shortage in cybersecurity. Enter the number. There are like 400,000, millions, whatever. But there, there's definitely a shortage there. Uh, and because of that, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to retain people in. You know, uh, you have good people. Uh, you you train them. So what is the result of that? They're getting better, and then they get noticed by other people, right? So, so I mean, like, as a good leader, like, you probably say, like, okay, you, you should chase the better opportunity, of course. Uh, but still, that, that introduce, you know, like, uh, yeah, I think that, that the talent uh, shortage is kind of real. Like, uh, there's, there's a gap in talent. You got a bunch of new graduates coming in uh and then but the the job itself it requires like maybe one more step before they can go to that particular job and these days not that many companies willing to take the risk uh to you know like okay they're a new grad we're gonna train them on the job for maybe six months one year and then they'll probably good to go not many companies are willing to do that like they just look for. For example, experienced people to sometimes to feel even like the, for example, security analysis position, like, uh, like I'm, I'm not going to say lower, but like, you know, like a less complicated position that that can actually be filled by, you know, like new graduates or like people with less experience with, with a proper training and a proper, you know, like uh it's, you, you might need to you know like hold, hold their hands for a little bit but over time if the person is like kin learner if they're adaptive like it's i believe that's not going to be a problem so so yeah it's a kind of mix of like the you know, you know like uh how like uh the population booming kind of thing so mm-hmm. right now we get like a bunch of uh, you know teenagers and a little bit smaller on the on the, on the workforce uh, ages so, so they kind of like uh we, we try to you know like we are pushing way too much like uh, like new entry people like uh newly graduated people and uh, as i mentioned there's a gap to the current requirement of the jobs so because we don't we don't need uh like a lot of like uh you know like uh entry level security uh people uh it's rather more uh a little bit experience maybe like medium experience level required. so that that gap is i think it's really the biggest challenge these days and yeah other than that there's a lot of improvement in terms of like sharing uh, especially in the blue team side but it's it's not at the maximum level i would say uh so that's kind of like one thing uh and to be fair like even if the sharing if people shares a lot like uh, with different companies the, the problem here like there's no two environments that are the same right everything is different and sometimes after you share something uh with some with some other companies some other people there there's a possibility they cannot take that you know information take that knowledge take that tool and apply it right away. They need to change it. They need to modify the code. They need to adjust the policy. They need to adjust the process. So it is not uh, as simple as just taking it, even when the sharing is there. But the sharing is not there yet, still. I would say it's improving, but it's not there yet. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Great answer. Thank you, Taz. And um, I, I definitely agree about that sentiment of, um, know the risk employers are facing when training people is that uh you know it's like they're putting in an investment into you know say a particular person and and that person can just you know go somewhere else and benefit from that and you know unfortunately right well fortunately and unfortunately it's it's um you know it's a it's a sellers well the the worker kind of has a lot more options right now, given the market conditions mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, employers are, are really kind lot of a lot of them may have been burned yeah, um, because it, it's yeah. what I kind of sense is that, you know, once people get even a little bit of experience, you know, they may just jump ship. Mm-hmm. And instead of really reaching the full maturity of the position that they're that they're in, um, whether at the company, and of course you know the things that could happen. Um, so I'm not saying that you know people have to sign their life away, but um, there, there's a lot that they're le- that they may be leaving at the table to to chase you know a higher pay, um, you know which which will eventually come in this industry uh, if you if you know what you're doing. Um, in large amounts, I don't think people understand too, the amount of, uh, money that companies are willing to pay for, for robust cybersecurity infrastructure. Um, you know, the budget just seems to, the budgets just seem to be increasing year after year as the, uh, you know, tax and, and breaches increase. So it's inevitable. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, what you said as well about, um, sharing information and and then the the buffer time between it being kind of understood and then how it can be implemented in a particular environment. Because again, like you said, no two environments are the same. Um, So yeah, great, great, great discussion, Taz. I guess, is there anything else you'd want to kind of say to um, our listeners that that want to get into cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that I just want to restate again is like, if you think you want to do this you definitely have to give 110 percent. no matter whatever that you're doing it could be you know your your university degree it could be your college degree it could be your training it could be you just watching youtube videos like you need to pay attention uh because you know it's it's a it's a it's a hard job it is a uh, important one, also, right? You're protecting people, you're protecting people's data. You see, like, people get their identity stolen uh, and their life just, you know, like, gone, pretty much, in a sense. Uh, yeah, like, those are the people you're trying to protect. Those are the people, even if you're like right teamers, right? <laughs> you're still, the your goal is still making sure the organization's getting better on detecting the attacks. Uh, so yeah so that's just like uh just give everything you have for the job
0: excellent excellent
1: yeah i definitely agree 110 percent
0: and um you know it's not a an easy field but i i believe it to be quite fulfilling very fulfilling actually um, for those interested so i want to thank you for your time taz um you know i appreciate you reaching out uh when i kind of made the call for for um, you know me being interested to speak with prof- other professionals on the on the podcast and my pleasure um you know it was, it was it was great to to hear from you and i'm so excited to you know um you know allow our guests to to take this in and and apply you know what we've spoken about here to their own journey so all the best and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll catch up
1: thank you for the opportunity
0: yeah awesome awesome talk later
1: yeah bye bye